You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. Got a question about healthcare, dieting, exercising? Give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Ron Young. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, London. Pleasure to be here with you, Ron Young, here every Saturday morning, 9.30 half hour, only on AM 980. Joining you, talking about all things health and fitness. Now, I have, uh, uh, I can't really call you a special guest, but you're a special person, you're a special co-host. Special co-host. Marlis Kirkpatrick, thank you for joining me today. Yes, it's great to be back. It's been a long time. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I feel like, do you feel comfortable this morning? Like, Yeah, it's, you know, you just jump right back into routine. It's good. It's fun. It's fun to be here. Good. Nice to know that my back's not going to be sore from carrying you through the <laughs> show. So, uh, no, that's great. we got a lot of stuff going on at MedPoint, of course. Um, we're still offering the 13-week promotion, and you've had a ton of clients who have done it, who've had great success from it. Yes. And I want to talk just briefly about this thing of commitment, committing yourself to a program, committing yourself to an exercise regime, a nutrition program, etc. Because if you don't have your commitment, you go into things half-heartedly, that's where you're going to kind of encounter the bumps on the road and, and it really will be tougher for you to make progress. Oh, for sure. And and that's the thing. Like at MedPoint, you know, we, we have our uh, trained kinesiologists, our nutritionists, our dietitians, and we can provide all that info and all the steps and tools that you need to use. But eventually it comes down to you picking mm-hmm. up those tools and using them, right? So um, it's, that's totally true. It's the clients that come in there giving 100% that see the best results. So Yeah, and certainly tracking. Not only do you have the accountability coming into MedPoint and having a trainer that you have to have an appointment, honor the appointment, um, but also tracking. I know I have a couple clients who they've changed around dramatically just because some of the things that they were eating, they didn't realize was as calorie dense as it was. Right. And now they think and they actually look up the calorie intake before they consume it, which is kind of like almost like a traffic light, right? Like oh, yeah. If, if it's a green light, then sure, I can I can afford to have this based on my daily allowance, based on my resting metabolic rate, et cetera. Uh, or it can be the red light and say, you know what, this is going to be costing me too many calories. Mm-hmm. For sure, so, yeah. We do have a nutritionist at MedPoint uh, who does a lot of our meal plans for people in our programs. We also have the dietitian. If you feel you just want to work on the diet, they can help you out. Their expertise can kind of lead you, and you likely have benefits for it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the awesome thing. They're starting to be more. We're seeing more coverage now than what we were seeing before. So, mm. yeah, make sure you're checking to see if you have that coverage. Yeah. And it's always a, a judgment-free uh, atmosphere at MedPoint, right? We don't care where you're at with things. We just want you healthier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's never too late for exercise. We've talked about that before on this show. Uh, whether you're 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, there are benefits. Um, you know, a lot of people get wrapped up in the, the numbers on the scale. Mm-hmm. I encourage people not to do that. You know, a healthy, sustainable weight loss is generally a pound a pound and a half per week. 
and that's stuff that you can maintain you can keep off and, and maintain that weight loss mm-hmm, for sure um you know but aside from the numbers strength cardiovascular health how are your arteries operating think of your body as a machine because you know the heart pumping how are the arteries working how is your brain functioning obviously with exercise it's better your muscles that communication from the brain to the muscles etc cetera, etc cetera. flexibility the list goes on and mm-hmm. on for sure um one article that you showed me marlis and i, I want to talk about it uh this side of the break extreme exercise linked to blood poisoning so researchers discovered that extreme exercise can cause intestinal bacteria to leak into the bloodstream. And the definition or how they're defining extreme is events that are over four hours or endurance exercise on consecutive days. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm actually really glad that you're here with me on this episode today because you do triathlons and such. Yes, uh, that's actually why this article kind of grabbed my attention when I saw the title. I was grabbed by that just because I would say I would fall kind of into this category um, of excessive training and stuff. Um, So I was I was very drawn to the topic. But, you know, it's just it goes to show like within the article, they were comparing um, athletes who go into these huge races who have been either training and preparing for months at a time with a gradual increase up to that level versus people who, you know, decide a month prior, I'm going to run, you know, a marathon and Mm. and go into it. Um, They're finding the uh, athletes who go into it not very prepared to have this issue. So something changes in the gut wall that al- allows that naturally occurring bacteria to seep into the bloodstream, which can be really dangerous. Um, but the athletes who take that time to prepare actually build up antibodies um, in their immune system. So when that occurs, their body already fights it off. That's awesome. Yeah. And Marla's just kind of uh, getting an idea when you did your triathlon, uh, you, were you under four hours or wh- how close to that marker were you? Um, I completed in three hours and 13 minutes, so okay. a little bit under. Um, but as the levels continue to go up and the distances prolong, then they, they can definitely go beyond that time. Right. So, so, and, and you trained for, for quite some time now, you know, this goes out to the listeners to say like me and Marlis, we're not perfect human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can appreciate good coaching and stuff like that when it comes mm-hmm. to exercise. You do have a coach. I do. Um, yes. You've been seeing her for how long now? Um, I started doing it on my own in the fall, but then, you know, there's just triathlons were so new to me mm-hmm. um, that I just wanted to make sure I was having that someone who was a little bit more knowledgeable on the topic than I was. So I started with my coach um, about six to eight weeks ago. So um, I've been finding her really beneficial and my performance and my results have really shown too. Right. And kind of sticking with this because the world of running and the world of cycling, swimming, distance, uh, really intriguing to a lot of people now. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we see these road races and stuff like that, there's tons of people out for it. Oh, yeah. Right? What would you, now having done the experience, mm-hmm. advise somebody just starting up, you know, who's uh, maybe not as motivated, who wants to do it kind of on the fence? Yeah. You know, what kind of clicked for you to say, look, this is kind of what I want to do? Uh, and I remember along how many months ago you were in in to work and you said... This is kind of what I'm going to do. What before that point said to you, This, this I, I want to try this. Yeah. 
Um, well, I always was a runner, um, and so every summer I would run, but I found it became just this cycle um, where I would run throughout the summer and build up my capacity to run, you know, 10, 15K. Then I would stop for the winter and do nothing, and then each spring start that goal over again, and I've been doing that for the past I don't know, since I was like 12 or 13, so 10, 10 years. And it just got to the point of redundance. And I think you need to have changed goals for yourself because you mm-hmm. stop seeing results. You get bored. You become unmotivated. You don't want to work towards that goal because you've achieved it so many times in the past, right? Right. Um, and I was starting to get a lot of knee issues as well from running. So I thought incorporating the cross training with um, triathlon training that it would give my knees a bit of a break really and beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. And just something new to work forward to and to like get excited about exercising again, because it's something new and exciting and having that goal in mind. So yeah, I would definitely Great. just, I find goal setting for someone who's kind of on the fence, set yourself a, a distant goal of like overall where you want to be, but then make those little goals reaching up to that point. Um, and that I find that was helped to keep me motivated on, you know, those cold winter days when you don't really want to, yeah, Get out. Yeah, drag yourself out. Uh, and that kind of leads in, uh, before we go to commercial break, of this concept, and I talk to people all the time about it, of overtraining, mm-hmm. right? A lot of a lot of individuals will once, you know, they're, they're all in or they're nothing. Right. But we need to understand and appreciate what our body's going through after workouts, after strenuous exercise. And the kind of motto is, when you rest, you grow. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're giving those muscle bodies uh, uh, rest, then they're able to bounce back and kind of replenish the stores of the nutrients that they need in order to, to refire properly. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're doing the proper exercise, you'll condition in a way that it should make you stronger the next time you train. Exactly. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And just, yeah, that's one lesson I definitely learned. I went through a period where I had overtrained. So um, it's not a fun experience. You yeah. want to make sure you really listen to your body. Because, in fact, going. that can set you back a few few weeks, right? Yeah, so. it did. So, All right, we're going to be going for a commercial break. So coming up next, uh, I want you all to stay tuned because we're going to talk about staying fit on your vacation and what you can do about it right after this. You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. The most interesting health news, advice, and your calls at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Once again, here's your host, Ron Young. You've been listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health. Listen back next Saturday morning at 9.30 for a new episode on AM980 or check out past shows on our website at am980.ca. Welcome back to the program. Thank you all for joining us. Of course, every Saturday, myself and the MedPoint team join you here at AM980. What a beautiful radio station. Great, great news. Love listening to the news on the station. Um, We're talking all things health and fitness, though, this half hour. I have Marlis Kirkpatrick, who's joined me. She's a kinesiologist of the MedPoint team. Marlis, thank you. Thank again. you. Yes. Um, so when we left for break, I know vacationing for families, even even for couples, can be difficult, right? Because you're doing a lot of things, but it's not necessarily amounting to anything, right? right? Like you, you feel like you're busy enough that it could kind of count as valid exercise, but really it's not. Yeah. Right. So we kind of found this article and it's uh, the the 24 tips uh, for a fitter, happier summer. And we're just going to kind of mention a few of these that can that can help 
uh, certainly any individual. Mm -hmm. And the first, I'll, I'll take the first point because I love this one, eat before the airport. I mean, before you get to the airport, you should have already consumed something because when you're at the airport, there's no telling how long you're going to have to wait uh, until you're, till the plane takes off, uh, if you're going to be delayed. And then at the airport, you don't have any control as to what the food is. You're oh. going to be eating Starbucks or a burger or something like that, right? Exactly. And, and, you know, and then when you see everybody around you, I feel like that's when temptation kicks in and mm -hmm. you're hungry and you think, oh, well, this is my only option. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, another one that I thought was pretty interesting, um, if you're doing kind of like a road trip to plan ahead and plan those pit stops and where you're going to take them and what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, I remember a couple years back, uh, my family and I, we did a road trip across to Eastern Canada and we would just pack like coolers of snacks in every pit stop. We'd yeah. get out, stretch our legs, have a snack. And that way, same idea. You're still avoiding, you know, the fast food that's there. So, yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, another one kind of what you were saying with the snacks, I, I think saving space for treats. I mean, yeah. we fill our suitcases. We, absolutely fill them up to the brim and when we get to the airport we're almost praying that they're under under that yeah. 45 pound limit or whatever it is now um but i think it is good to have some of your own treats if you are going somewhere kind of maybe overseas that doesn't have similar foods mm -hmm. of course if you're staying in north america or, or somewhere around here then you know you'll likely have access to the kinds of things that you like right. but this is kind of more for foreign trips when you may not be sure uh, and it's always kind of tough to um, gauge what you're going to have access to. Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of more to help stay on top of your exercise and fitness. You know, you may not have access to the gym or or mm -hmm. if you're with a lot of people, you know, you may not want to leave the crowd to go for a run or whatever. But um, one I found to be a great idea is to go exploring your new location on foot. So mm -hmm. go for a long walk and just explore where you are. and See what's close to you. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's a great point because chances are, you know, if if you only see what you're driving past, you'll miss a lot of the little stores that can sometimes have the best things. Yeah. Um, I like to always take the stairs. I mean, you're burning more calories. It's a great way to, to get the leg muscles engaged, the core engaged a bit more. And if it's only a couple flights, then why not? Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to overexert yourself or get get all sweaty exactly um but you know it's it is kind of that that um thing that people don't always think about right mm -hmm. so yeah um and then too the one thing i kind of like too is obviously when we go on vacations you i find a lot of times when you come home um, you feel like you need a vacation from your vacation because you're just so busy trying right. to get all these things in. So one of the tips that they suggested on uh, this list was um, to make work off limits. So like don't be checking your email or take five minutes a day just to like relax and yeah. take it easy. And I think we can get caught up. You know, I know even when I'm not at work, I'm always on my phone checking if I got any emails from clients, things like that. So yeah. um, taking, you know, when you're setting that time to be on vacation, to let your mind itself too get a break too, mm. right? Oh, absolutely. And it is important to detach because we are surrounded by social media. We're surrounded by technology. And it is important uh, because vacation is, is so necessary for your mental health, your physical health to rest, uh, relax, because you can just go stir crazy in the office if you don't feel like you're getting enough. Yeah. Um, but to detach and, and kind of separate yourself from everything around you so that you're not, you know, over 
consumed with it while you are on vacation. So that's important. So, uh, Marlis, we can probably put that on the uh, Facebook fan page, right? So people can access that list. That would be great. The next thing that I wanted to talk about was this whole premise of fitness foods because there is a lot of misunderstanding. I mean, in the food industry, nobody's really your friend because it is a business. I mean, they're going to fill it with what tastes good, what you're going to be more apt to buy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, Marlis, you showed me this article again, so maybe kind of open us up here. Talk to us what what it's kind of showing us. Sure. Um, So this article that I found um, was from the American American Marketing Association, and they were doing a study to compare um, foods that were labeled um, with a fitness aspect versus uh, foods that weren't. So they Mm. brought people together specifically. um, They brought people who were looking to try and maintain their weight, um, and they set up two different types of trail mix bars. And one of them, they made their own label and put like fitness with running shoes and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. another one that was virtually the same and it was just labeled trail mix. And they found um, people were more going over to the fitness bar and taking the fitness one um, without even like reading the labels, just be- from seeing that it had fitness and, right. um, you know, running shoes and stuff looking like it's active, it's good for you. Um, people naturally were going towards that. But then it was also combined um, afterwards, there was a uh, stationary bicycle and they they were told that, you know, they had free time and they could exercise as much or as little as they wanted. Mm. And they're finding the people who were choosing the fitness uh, option were not partaking in the bike or if they did, it wasn't very hard. It was just kind of for a limited period of time versus people who, you know, were more willing to just take the regular shell mix and actually work out. And and that's a real danger because what you put in your mouth can sometimes make you feel like you're entitled to something else. Right. And when it's kind of fitness and exercise oriented, Mm -hmm. you know, are you going to pick the bar that has somebody, you know, pushing dumbbells on it? Or are you going to have like the kind of plain wrapping because you do associate it with that. You're like, oh, this this is paired with exercise. It must be good for me. Right. But stuff like, like cliff bars and different things like that, mm-hmm. like not to pick on cliff bars mm-hmm. because they do taste good, mm-hmm. but really high amounts of uh, carbohydrates, right? Exactly. Lots of sugars, refined sugars and stuff like that. And that's the danger thing that kind of picked out to me in this article is because people are choosing these fitness um, options, but a lot of the time they're, you know, high, like you say, higher in carbs because they're geared towards athletes who are doing, yeah, you know, doing major it. training. And then when people are eating them as, you know, a snack and then foregoing the exercise, it's... You're getting all these extra carbs and sugar that normally would be fueling your body to yeah. do that, but and then, then going they're to not. Waste. Exactly. Yeah. So then that gets turned into fat and storage on the body. So absolutely, and that's yeah, it is like you can't. There's no magic pill for for hard work and, and proper nutrition, mm-hmm. right? That's what it all comes down to, because you see all this health food and then as soon as you consume it then you think oh well i'm good for the day yeah i've done my part Mm -hmm. it's not as easy as that right and you need to know what you're putting in your mouth Mm -hmm. and i feel like this would be a great segue to go into the med point bars yes (laughs) maybe because i mention it every week i won't but you know we did design that bar because we want people to understand the ingredients Mm -hmm. and and appreciate that it's, it's all natural stuff And you know what, Ron, I love how you say that. I actually met with a woman today who heard about um, our bars through the radio show and she came in to to try them out and I met with her and um, 
she had never really read labels before and really understood that. So we mm. went through that and we read the labels and she couldn't believe that they were like 10 ingredients, but all things she knew and yeah. they weren't chemicals and they weren't, you know, artificial, artificial coloring or flavors. Yeah. And, and she was like amazed because normally she says when she looks at labels, she stops because it's this mile yeah, long list. It's really long. That's one thing I really encourage the listeners you know, if you have time this weekend, go to the grocery store. Heck, even even just your own cupboards. Look at the label of what you're buying and, and see see how it stacks up to other comparable products. Because sometimes making a minor switch in your diet is going to make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Right? For sure. If you're coupling uh, protein with a carbohydrate, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of fats are you getting? Healthy fats, you know? Uh, the the bad ones, the saturated, or, or maybe you're getting too many trans fats, which are just terrible for you. Right. But I really, uh, I really encourage the listeners to to go out, be informed, know what you're putting in your body because it is what fuels you. It is going to be what uh, impacts your health. Uh, in fact, the most. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Marlis, I want to thank you. Uh, of course, uh, we've got to wrap up the show now, uh, but. I want to thank you for joining me. These are great, great things to talk about. We're going to post a couple of them on the Facebook fan page. You can go on there. If you want, visit us on the website, medpoint.ca, or you can email myself. It's ron at medpoint.ca. That's all we got for today. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.